1: Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up,
0: what up, though? Ball Hawk Show.
1: Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Bricklayers in ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport. The trap door is supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know,
0: you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show Podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. I appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. If this is your first time listening, definitely appreciate you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on any platform that you're listening to, the Ball Hawk Show Podcast. And definitely leave a review on iTunes because it helps with the visibility. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead, and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah, man, this podcast, we got a preview of the Wahoos versus the Wolfpack of North Carolina State. Before we get started, this podcast is sponsored by the good people at Abra Insurance. Abrainsurance.com go to that go to that site if you're looking for home, business, auto, life insurance, they'll take care of you, all your insurance needs. When you call up there and you need to get a quote on a policy, tell them the ball hawk sent you and it will definitely take care of you and get you the most affordable policy around. That's Able Insurance, service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. And if you want some shut the hell up, juice Pearl, go to sthujuice.com That's s t h u com. So let's go ahead and get this started. And you know how we do it this year, man. We got to get our minds right. We got to get our minds right. We just came from a loss from Clemson and I had to take it back. You know, it was like 94, maybe 95. I remember listening to This album, The Summer of 95, going into my junior year at Hampton High School. And Anytime I need to get my mind right, I put this track on right here, and we was getting dubs for them crabbers. So we're going to play a little bit of Mob Deep. Shook ones, because ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You scared to look. You shook. Let's go ahead and let's get our minds right You know how we do man, it's your first time listening We gotta get our minds right before the game We gotta get that hype music This is what we listen to in the locker It's edited, so ain't no cuss words Let's go For real, who ain't got no Yeah, get your mind right Turn your radios up Yeah, check it out now Yeah, Uh uh-huh I'm that DJ that talk all over the track
1: we got you. got you. stuck off the realness. We, we be the, the infamous. infamous, you heard of us. Uh, official, official Queen, queen. Bridge heard of when us. Tomorrow comes equipped uh-huh. for warfare. Beware of my frown family who got enough stocks for all those. Who wanna profile and pose. Yeah. Rock you in your face, have your brain, brain and your nose bone. You all alone in your streets, street cousin. Every man for themself in his own. I land had to rock you
0: lastly. Now we get real gritty. Like and
1: they come around, but they never come close to uh-huh. I can See it inside, it
0: inside your face.
1: In the wrong place, yeah, like that, you just get, get your whole
0: body out. laced up. With holes and such.
1: Speak the wrong words, man.
0: And you, and you will get, get touched. You
1: can put your whole army against my team, and I guarantee it last time. time. Your simple words
0: just don't move me. You minor, them. we major. You
1: all up in
0: the game and no to be to a player. Play don't make me have to call your name out. You cruise featherweight.
1: My gunshots will make you levitate I'm only 19, but my mind is old when the things get real my warm turns cold enough, get uh-huh. While still
0: alive, We gotta go into the hook I, mean, I'm, I apologize But you know Some people gonna appreciate die,
1: this song Some not That's just what it is But we
0: get our minds right, right For the podcast
1: To the hook come guard. In a tight situation. Oh, yeah. oh it's coming up I gotta pump it up for the hook oh, Cause next it's the monster right,
0: Coming yeah, to this game oh, Sonny
1: no such things cross. All right,
0: that's enough, that that's enough, life. that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. That's enough violent hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, man, so we got the wildhoos versus NC State, man. Like I said, this is an Orthodox podcast. We have fun here. I love music. If you don't know, I love music. If you listen to the last podcast, the preview for Clemson I played, the Rocky Boy, Rocky Ford soundtrack, okay? And then Petty Hawk sabotaged my recap and started playing some Master P. So I love music. That's a song called I Love Music. I know I'm a music head. My dad was a DJ, excuse me. All right, we five minutes in. Let's go ahead and get to the nitty-gritty. I ain't going to keep you all here long enough. For now on, you might just want to fast-forward a little bit if you don't want to hear the music I'm including. Hey, it is what it is, but, you know, I have fun. That's just me. I got to be me. So the NC State Wolfpack, what do we expect from them? Looking at them on film, breaking them down all week. One thing about NC State is that they're very balanced offense when you look at the tail of the tape between the two teams which we're going to do right now all right got it pulled up right here tail of the tape nc state is two and one uva is one and one we look at scoring offense nc state averages 33 points a game uva averages 30 nc state averages 157 yards rushing uva averages 167 and a half which is real good Passing offense, UVA averages 266 yards a game. NC State averages 258. Pass efficiency, NC State has the edge, 143.42 to Virginia's 113.54. Total offense, Virginia has the edge, 433.5 to NC State's 415.7. Time possession, UVA has the edge in that 33 minutes, 56 seconds a game. To NC State's 30 minutes, 38 seconds. Scoring defense, UVA has the edge, 30.5 points yielded a game. UNC, uh, not UNC. NC State is giving up 38.7 points a game. Rushing defense, UVA yields a 96.5 yards a game rate. Uh, NC State is giving up 185 yards rushing a game. They're also giving up 276 yards passing a game, while UVA is giving up 307 yards passing. Game pass efficiency defense, UVA 129.3, excuse me, and NC State 146.2. Total defense, UVA 404 to NC State's 461. UVA has three and a half team sacks. NC State has three uh, tackles for loss. UVA has eight. NC State has nine. Turnover margin, UVA is plus one. NC State is minus .67. So those that's the tail of the tape right there. Uh, NC State has played Wake Forest. They has they have played uh, Virginia Tech, who beat them pretty soundly. Um, and then they upset Pitt last week, which was which was a very very impressive game in which um, they got their quarterback back, O'Leary, who actually missed. If I'm not mistaken, he missed the Virginia, not O'Leary, just Leary. Why did I say O'Leary? Devin Leary. Devin Leary is their starting quarterback, six foot two, two hundred twelve pound redshirt sophomore. Uh, last season, he was the first redshirt freshman to start at NC State since the great Russell Wilson. So uh, Devin Leary is a very good quarterback. He had a. If you didn't have the chance to see the Pitt game, you need to go see that. I don't know if you'll be able to see it on ACC Network right now, or not. But he was throwing dimes out there. Um. The offensive line, really stout, big guys. Uh, both tackles are 6'6 and 6'5, respectively, 307 pounds, 305 pounds. Um, their tight end is 6'7, 250 pounds, so it's just like checking our own tight end and posing. Um, their fullback is 6'4, 240. And then the backup fullback, or F-back, is 6'5, 246. And sometimes they'll try to sneak one of those guys in at tight end and throw them tight end screen. So um, the times I've seen one of those guys, and both of them, their names is Dylan. When I've seen them at tight end, it's usually a gadget play that the ball goes to them. So that should be an alert for our defense. But they got a solid offensive line. Their offensive line protects the quarterback. Um, I know Virginia Tech got them. Like I said, it was a backup quarterback. Virginia Tech defense got after them. But it, like, they, they rectified that. They were impressive versus Pitt. You know Pitt is one of the top defenses in the ACC, and they did very well versus Pitt. They were they were balanced in my estimation, but they knew they was going to get a lot of man to man on the back end, and they exposed that a lot. And I'll get more into what I think uh, game plan wise what we'll see from NC State. Um, look at their at their receivers. They tall, big body receivers. Devin Carter, number eighty eight. He's six four two sixteen. CJ Riley, number nineteen. He's six four two twenty five. And then when you go to the other starter and his backup, uh, Emeka Imezi is six three two twenty. We remember him from a couple years ago when we went down there. I think he caught a touchdown pass. And Josiah Provelian is 6'2", 208. The slot receiver Thayer Thomas, Thayer Thomas is six foot one ninety five. I like that kid. He, he's shifty. Running backs: Ricky Pearson. Well, Ricky Person, Jr., 6'1", 215. Uh, Zonovan Knight is 5'11", 206. So they got serviceable backs with good size to them. They run inside zone. Um, They will spread you out. Uh, One thing I like about NC State watching film on them is that they make things look the same, and they'll run the ball off of it. They'll pass the ball off of it. They'll run a counter to that. You run know, when the gadget play off, the same motion, same formation. So you have to read your key, stay honest. Um, I did notice a tendency like I did the last time we played NC State two years ago is that they love to run to their left, which would be our right. Um, they still do that. A lot of times it, they're running to the left. I don't know what it is. Um, if they see something, if if uh, the left tackle and the left guard or the strong suit – of their line, but they seem to favor the left side of the line of scrimmage. And going back to watching that old tape with UVA, NC State from two years ago, um, they got out there was running, and it was to the near side. They they ran to the left a lot, a lot. So we got to be wary of that. We got to be wary that if we're going to play man-to-man, they're going to run a lot of man beaters. They're going to run a lot of rub routes. They're gonna run a lot of mesh routes. They're gonna make you see if you pass off. They're gonna run at different levels to see if you bump into each other. If you got to run the hump, they're gonna run some wheel routes just like Clemson did. Uh, they're gonna run inside zone, which seems from the tight end, the big tight end who's six foot seven, a very very good tight end in my opinion. On the outside, their quarterback will challenge you. He's gonna throw back shoulder, and he has perfected the back shoulder throw. Versus Pitt, they either got a pass interference or was, was a completion because he gave us receivers a chance he threw it on a rope he was throwing dimes um, I was very impressed for what they did versus Pitt because Pitt strength was their defense and they soundly either made them jump sides with a hard count and they converted third downs a lot hear me again they converted third downs a lot versus Pitt one thing we struggle with Versus Clemson. So they did that very, very well. Let me see if I can get that third down conversions last game pulled up. They was... Crap. Was that them? Or was that Pitt? Let me see. Yeah, that's them right there. They were 6 of 16. But I know in the middle... In the middle quarters, they were phenomenal, making Pitt jump off sides. And the announcers were talking about how, you know, Pitt couldn't get off the field on third downs. So NC State, they're very sound. They're very disciplined. Um, They execute well with Leary as the quarterback. What you saw versus Virginia Tech on TV is not the same team. That quarterback makes a difference. The type of throws he can make, it definitely made a difference. Because, as a matter of fact, Leary didn't start the first two games. Hockman started the first two games. Leary was a starter last year. So it makes a huge difference. Uh, everybody else are the same starters when I'm looking at their starters for the season. Everybody else pretty much the same, even on defense. Um, I know they're kind of banged up in the defensive secondary. Um, their left corner, they had that third. Different starter at left corner. They had T. Smith the first game, Powell versus Tech, and Dunlap versus Pitt. And then you had Ingo at free safety, two of the three games. He didn't start versus uh, Virginia Tech. So I know on the back end, they had some injuries versus Pitt and, and guys getting ejected early for targeting. So it, it would be interesting to see how they are on the back end. I know up front. Defensively, they got two horses in the inside that get after you. Freakish athletes for their size. And that's Aline McNeil, number twenty-nine, six foot two, three hundred and twenty pounds. And you got Savion. No, not Savion. Yeah, it's Aline McNeil. And also you got Terrell Dawkins, who impressed me as well. He wears number zero, six four, two fifty. Um. It looks like they play. So they play a 3-3-5. So they got three down linemen, they got three linebackers, and they got five defensive backs. So they play that three-three-five look to where they, they feel like they got that extra defender to where you can't outflank them with an the extra receiver. And in the running game, they feel like that extra DB can cause a pile, shoot the gaps, and, and be the extra you know, support guy. Uh, but Eileen McNeil, is, he, he, you're going to be impressed with him. He, he impressed me a lot. He, 2 gaps well. He fights with his hands. He gets immediate pressure. Um, So it's going to be imperative for us to get him moving one way and wash him down, and our backs have the wear-thaw and the vision uh, to make the appropriate cuts. They They got a good middle linebacker in Isaiah Moore. He's a very good middle linebacker. He's always around the ball. He's sound, has good eyes and hips, plays through his pads. So I like what I saw from Isaiah Moore. On the back end is where they're iffy. They do have a big corner in Malik Dunlap. He's six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Yes. Their corner is bigger than the rest of their DBs. He's six four, 220 pounds. He has adequate hips to be able to flip and run with you. He's physical at the line of scrimmage. I was impressed with him. I feel like you gotta be sudden with him and hit him with another move once he commits. If you try to double move him early, he's fluid enough to where he could counter that. But if you get his shoulders going a certain way and then you, you know, slap him by or plant underneath of him, that's where he has trouble kind of slowing down because it's a big body. So, you know, I would love, I, I would think that Dunlap will probably cover Lavelle Davis wherever he goes. That would probably be the smart thing. If we get Billy Kemp masked up on him, we definitely got to run some type of, a uh, smoke route, some type of burst route, something that gets Billy the ball right now, coming towards the ball, like get him in space if he's on the outside. Run some type of speed dig, uh, come back, get him something where we can utilize that sudden quickness and burst and his ability to get in and out of his breaks. But um, I will say that it'll be an intriguing matchup versus Avell Davis Jr. because Malik is very aggressive, and to this point. Lavelle seems like he has trouble with aggressive DBs, but at the same time, he is 6'7". Sometimes you ain't always got to win. Just let the ball, just, just be even. When you're a big receiver like Lavelle, just be even. You're going gonna to like, finish because he's a good finisher. But defensively, yeah, NC State is a solid team. Um, they don't try to blitz you a whole lot. They will run some games up front where they stunt and they twist and they bring her back a late. I expect Isaiah Moore to spy Brennan. So what we need to do is do what we did in the second half versus Clemson: utilize the backs out of the backfield with swing routes because it'll make, the, it'll make the windows be more decisive and things will declare quicker for Brennan. If we swing a back out the backfield, you'll know what is what. I mean, they're in the three three five now, so don't get me wrong, they still have an extra defensive back already built into, you know, what they're doing. But at the same time, you still want to make one of those backers cover. And if you can, you will want to put the slot to the same side the, the back to the same side as a slot and flare him that way. Because if uh, Moore more is shadowing or spying, Brennan. They got to make a decision. Is the safety gonna come down now and check the back, or will more vacate? You know, because it's gonna be a weak side backer. If you put the back to the weak side, you play into their hands. Because if you got the slot to the field and the back to the to the boundary, they'll just keep the linebacker to the back. You got the nickel already on the slot. Now you let the middle linebacker just spy. But if you just always flood the side, now are you gonna bump over? Because if you bump over and you see that, hey, 11 has switched over and he's mirroring the back, bingo, we got man to man. Let's run some type of spot route right in front of that linebacker. Let's throw a swing route right to the back. Run some type of tunnel screen as well. Um, utilize our tight ends. You know, go, go 11 person at one back, one tight end, offset um, our back to the left with the slot put Poljan to the right, what you going to do? Safety going to come down? now, Or is the backer going to take him? So it's, it's little games that we can play. We can dictate what we want out of that defense. And I think, you know, Ana can do a good job of doing that. You got to think, man, we'll go four wides, And Poljan be one of, the, one of the receivers. Like we go four wide, what are you going to do? Because they did blow up coverage the first game, the the first play of the game versus Pitt. And Pitt had chances. Pitt had chances to make plays and you had guys making bonehead decisions. uh, Guys not getting in the end zone when the opportunity was there. So it would be spots because they are thin on the back end for us to win through the passing game. But you got to be balanced versus this team because this team, this team in a sense want to get you in third and long. And that was Pitt's downfall. They kind of abandoned the run game, couldn't get anything going. They became pass-happy. They let that defensive line get out to their quarterback. And then even though they were injured on the back end, that defensive line did a good job of, of getting their quarterback eyes from downfield, and he was more watching the rush. And they made some plays late, but it just wasn't enough. And, and credit to NC State because Pitt did take the lead late, and NC State marched down the field and won the game with a back shoulder throw. Um, so, it should it should be an interesting game. I think my key to the game is you have to be balanced. Um, NC State is probably the most balanced team we're going to face this year. I know Clemson. is a whole other level. So, let me just say that. I'm not saying it Clemson. But I'm going to say NC State is going to be balanced because they feel like they're not going to out-athlete you. They're going to be sound. They're going to try to play chess. So, they're going to try to make you overthink things and and outflank you. And when you fear being outflanked, they're going to hit you with an inside zone weak to where they're going to make the corner come up in that B gap because it's, it's, it's a, you know, the back is to the field. They give him an inside zone. He cuts it back to the B gap, which is the three-hole, if you know what I mean, between the guard and the, tight, and the tackle. And you got a DB right there with a DB field as fast as a backer would. So they put you in those predicaments. You know, It's almost like a one-on-one. And then if the backers come up for the inside zone, they pop it to the tight end in the seam because everybody's to the field. And if you take that away, they run like a little bubble with the receiver that's in motion behind the quarterback. And they, and they run that. So they'll run inside zone with that look. Then they'll run the swing pass to that receiver with that look. And then they'll run the uh, seam to the tight end from that look. Then they run a quarterback draw from that look. And and then they also put the tight end to the boundary with that same motion, bubble motion, with two receivers flanked all the way out to the right. They run a throwback to the tight end, and they also run a screen to the running back, all out that same formation. I was kind of amazed watching the pick game. I was like, man, that was pretty dope. They got like six, seven plays out of that one formation with the same motion. The same action because, you know, inside zone, you go two, three yards up the field now and it could be a play action. And they want you to try to play man versus them. They figure zone. Everything got to declare. You really can't be uh, aggressive because if you're aggressive, it's built in sight adjustment. So they sound and this and literally makes a difference. The team you saw against Virginia Tech is not the team that was – they were a whole lot better offensively versus Pitt, and it was because their quarterback, Larry. The kid is good. Very poised in the pocket. Uh, will climb the ladder. Hits his spots. He's accurate as far as giving those big receivers an opportunity to make plays. He gives the refs the opportunity to include themselves and throw the damn flag. So we got to be sound. We got to win a turnover battle. We have to start off fast, have to be consistent for four quarters. We can't lollygab for a quarter here and have a lapse six, seven minutes there. We can't start off 0 for 6, then 1 to 9. We got to catch the football. We got to be efficient with how we throw the football. We got to be deliberate in what we're trying to do when throwing the football. Everything can't be a lob. Everything can't be a jump ball. Let's throw to win, meaning throw winning balls and not lobs. Because I feel like when Brendan throws deliberate winning balls, he's his most accurate. But you got to be balanced. You got to be balanced versus NC State. Because I think they got the front that could get after you with just three guys. They got that big horse and nose guard. And when I tell you he got a nice get-off and he's strong, so we, we gotta be, you know, cognizant of where he's lined up at or what he's trying to do. Take it where he wanna go, like coaches say. Hey, he wanna go over there, wash him, wash his tail all the way down there. Wash him. Pancake, add some syrup, a little bit of butter. So that's all I got, man. Uh, the Wahoos definitely got their hands full on both sides of the line of scrimmage, the offensive line and the defensive line, because they're stout in both of those units. The secondary fantasy state. To me, it's the weakness because of injury and because of uncertainty. Receivers are, are serviceable, guys. They won't blow by you, but they got good body control and they locate the football well. Backs are serviceable as well. And I really like they tight end. Really like they tight end. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Good as the enemy are great. Be great in everything that you do. Wahoo wah. Make sure you go to Amalhawkins.com for all my content, all in one hub, in one location.